Welcome, Sacramento soccer fans, to the State of the Republic podcast. I'm your host, Luis, and today I am actually just joined by Sharon, but we might be seeing uh, Jared here uh, make an appearance uh, sometime during the podcast. So, how's it going, Sharon? I know you just came back from the drive at Monterey that, that we all did. How are you? Oh, thanks. Uh, thanks for asking. I'm doing good. You know, I'm still waiting for my voice to recover, and it's kind of interesting with two of these games you know, within five days of each other, um, I've talked to a lot of people that have either lost their voice or um, circumstances. I mean, we even saw some of our friends come down with COVID. So, um, but you know, that was uh, like Friday time. So they, they weren't at the match. So don't worry about that. Um, you know, and just uh, losing the voice again last night was worth every song and every chant. It was a lot of fun. And, you know, going to a cool weather climate for just a break Felt really good, but I'll tell you what, walking outside in the evening here where I live in Elk Grove and just being enveloped in this nice, wonderful warmth felt also very good because it was that perfect warmth where it's not cold, it's not hot, and you can just sit out all night long because it's just perfect. Um, really enjoyed that. Luis, how did how did you enjoy your little trip? You had your grandpa with you. Yeah, uh, he had a blast and he was really happy about you know, being a day without a hundred degree weather. <laughs> and it was kind of funny because as we were driving back, uh, we were looking at the climate, right. And, and checking to see how the weather was changing. And it went from being 55 degrees at Monterey after the game to me arriving home to 78 degrees out here. Uh, and uh, it's crazy. And I've already mentioned it a couple of times, but anytime you go all the way over to the Bay, especially Monterey, it feels like you're going to another place on earth, right? Like you wouldn't even tell that it's only like two hours away from where I live at because it's night and day. Right. And yeah, uh, yeah. but I enjoyed it. I, I got to say, I mean, I'm not really on, on your same thought of like, I came back and I enjoyed the warmness. I actually want the Monterey weather again and <laughs> the, <laughs> the foggy nights, but you know, I gotta, I gotta stick with the the warm 75 70 degree nights over here but all's good i mean uh, i don't have to pay what they pay at monterey so i can't yeah, complain about that <laughs> right well i'll tell you you know it, it's quite a bit longer drive for me depending on which way i go and i went and picked up my sister so you know it was many hours in the car because that's the the long way for me to go to Monterey, but you know, it was worth every second because I got to spend time with her. And, um, and then once I got to Monterey, I got a, I, I got a chance to see my niece, Elizabeth, who's from New Zealand. She is there permanently. She works as I, I'm going to butcher the title because I don't think this is it, but she works as a fisheries officer. She has dual citizenship and, uh, she's a permanent resident of New Zealand and, uh, does amazing things there. She's a marine biologist and just does amazing things there in New Zealand. It was lovely to see her after three years of not seeing her face except on social media. So it was just absolutely delightful to see her. And I know you met her and she had a friend there. Um, so I know we're just like all these little particulars before we actually jump into actually the game analysis. But I think, uh, you know, just bear with us. We'll eventually get there. And right now I will say, Jared is still in Monterey, right? And um, just so you know, we usually record in the evenings after a game, the day after a game. And tonight, 
you know, we were we were slated to try to record early, but there wasn't uh, there wasn't the availability to do that. So um, we went to record later, and Jared just decided, you know, it's time for him. For this is Jared. It's time for me to eat. I need to eat something. And so he is wonderfully enjoying some kind of incredible meal again in Monterey. Bless his heart, you know, and I wish I was there with him having, I think he's having another calamari dinner, but this time it's the, the tentacles and the rings, you know, so he's, uh, he's back uh, at another wonderful restaurant and uh, hopefully we'll see him jump on in a bit, like Louis said. Yeah, the, uh, I'm glad he's enjoying himself with that because uh, the guy loves seafood. And if you're there another full day in Monterey, then you got to go take advantage of that. And and I'm glad that he stayed an extra day and he's not actually leaving until tomorrow, uh, more in the late afternoon. And so but I, he's still going to enjoy uh, more of Monterey tomorrow morning, too. So good yeah. stuff there. Yeah. And I, 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 I missed connecting with him in the morning because it was just kind of like a step and fetch it kind of kind of uh, a morning after, um, you know, I was staying with my sis and my niece and they went well watching this morning and, and I had planned maybe meet up with Megan Dierendorfer and uh, Jared for breakfast, but I got such a slow start. Same with Jared in, in his hotel that when we message each other, it's like, I don't think I'm going to make the brunch with Megan. And he's like, oh, I am just literally waking up. And this was like around 930, 945. And it's like, okay, I don't think we're going to make that. And I'm kind of bummed. But at the end of the day, I did get to go out and do a taffy hunt, a saltwater taffy hunt. And I, I missed having Jared with me because if anybody knows what happened when Jared was here for his birthday in Sacramento, Jared and I, we had to kill some time and we were down in the um, old Sacramento area. So we went and got saltwater taffy. And then it's just, it was just like one of those really weird nights. After we did that, we sat in his hotel lobby, had just random beers and then divided up saltwater taffy and ate saltwater taffy. It just felt like it was random. And it's like, I want to repeat that. We're in Monterey. Let's go and get saltwater taffy and drink a random beer. But we didn't get to do that in Monterey. So I still found saltwater taffy. So I did get some. I got so Jared, don't worry. I got my saltwater taffy, but I miss being able to celebrate with you. Yeah, well, I'm sure that's going to happen again in Sacramento because Jared is going to be uh He's going to be in Sacramento for a while in July, right? <laughs> He's going oh to be multiple days. And, and we're all really excited to, to see him back in Sacramento. And, and I know he's super happy to be able to get the opportunity to be there not only once, but twice. So Yeah, and it's for the um, uh, Bur- Oh, gosh. Remind me what team we're playing. Birmingham? Birmingham? Birmingham. Birmingham Legion. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. I know it was two words, but it's like, what was the second word? You know, it's, it's, it's a mouthful. Of, yeah. Birmingham yeah. Legion. Yeah. Right. And it's funny because some people probably don't know that we're called Sacramento Republic. Right. And it's like, there's the second word to the Sacramento team. Why aren't they just Sacramento FC? We have to be mm-hmm. Sacramento Republic FC mm-hmm. because we represent a Republic of people. So, <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, as you were saying, what were you going to say about last night and uh, being, uh, um, oh, this towel is undefeated. Yeah, and I haven't had a chance. Sorry, reading some of the the quotes on uh, State of the Republic podcast, I'm going to beat Luis to it. I forgot to put mine up about my undefeated jersey and hat. I know I should wear the podcast hat and the podcast scarf. So the scarf can come and go. 
and that's fine. But I have Nemanja Vukovic's 2014 jersey that's even autographed. The autograph has stayed good, even through a couple of little light washes, right? So I've been wearing the Sac Republic hat, Nemanja Vukovic's 2014 jersey on every game that we've won this month and maybe even last month too. And I was told by, uh, who was it? Oh, um, Meg Reyes. She's, uh, you got to Google her. She's incredible. Um, she, I, we were chatting and she's like, you cannot change. You've got to keep that on. And so Jared even has this towel is undefeated um, on his statement. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, what it was, we're superstitious. And Luis, I don't think you're as superstitious as Jared and I are. I don't think so because you've worn something different to every match. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I've had moments where I've tried to be, but then it just doesn't end up working out. So I just figured like I, I can't be because it's, it's a random thing for me. And I, that's why I, I'm not really into that. Yeah. Sadly. It's your but, uncle uh, though. Your uncle, your uncle. Oh yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Your he's uncle's been, a lucky charm. He's been at every uh, cup game except the Portland Timbers one, because we knew we were going to beat them. So I, you know, I was like, yeah, we're going to beat them easily. But after that one, He's, you know, he's been with the uh, Arichuan, Fuego, uh, Phoenix, and also uh, San Jose, and now also Sporting Kansas City. So I do really hope that he's the one who's uh, bringing the good luck. And shout out to him, by the way, because he just told me he's going to gear up for it. So he's going to be buying a, a red, red Sac Republic shirt with the logo in the middle. Looks really cool. And so he's going to be geared out, going to have his scarf as he's had in the other games, too. So I can't wait. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, I got to give a shout out today. Um, I know we're going to go through Golazos of Gratitude, but before that, let's do a couple of shout outs. Uh, Luis, um, I want to give a shout out to one of our friends and somebody who helped me get to the Wednesday um, greeting of the team. Uh, he was sharp as a tack to figure out how, I think I may have told a story before, how we got a ride from the West economy lot or economy West. I don't know. At the airport, there was no parking except for this one lot. It was hotter than sin. And the team had already landed. The plane had already landed and we're stuck in this economy parking lot that would have taken us 20 minutes to walk to the airport if we tried, which you shouldn't. And so he approached some random woman in a little sedan and said, please take us to the airport. Would you, we are doing this and that. And he explained the situation. She did. She took us to the airport. We were literally running in at the last moment to greet the team just in time as they were coming off the escalator in terminal B, the Southwest terminal. So I got to give a shout out to him because today's his birthday. He just turned 35. And he will also, with his son, be attending um, the Open Cup match on the 27th uh, as as my guest. Um, he's, yeah, just a super solid friend, is also one of the trash picker-upper people that I've met. And uh, shout out, happy birthday, happy 35th birthday, Brett. I know he doesn't listen to the podcast, but if he ever does, he gets a shout out. That, that's awesome. Um, happy birthday, of course, as well. And it's really great when you know people like that, right? That can help you out in those situations. And and I'm glad that you made it. I know when you told us the story last week, uh, it, it was really one of those like almost Hollywood stories, right? You you got there on time. <laughs> the the players that saw you, you know, they saw you how you got there. But luckily, you were able to uh, be there when when most of the players and staff were arriving, and even got to be interviewed by CBS 13. So, how great is that? <laughs> 
Which, yeah, by the way, was... we need to share that one too. I know we mentioned <laughs> it before, but we need to share it on the social so people can also see what what was said there. Because you had some really great words, and I know they cut down a lot of things. But uh, Tina put the behind the scenes, so we might actually probably upload the the behind the scenes one that actually has everything. Oh goodness! Yeah, <laughs> that was a little bit of the unscripted, unedited, super fandom um, conversation. You know, is is like happy as a clam kind of a thing. But you know, the part about excitement about getting an arena is like, will this help us get an arena? And it's like we're gonna go. I mean, Kevin Nagel when he says he's gonna do something, he'll do it. He'll figure a way to do it. So I thought that was interesting about that. Um, that that's was one of the key quotes that they they kept in there. <laughs> But yeah, no. And yeah, there's a YouTube link for it. So I don't know if you saw that one. Somebody sent me the YouTube link to the um, actual interview. I'll have to find it. I don't know where it went, but it's it's on YouTube. Oh, good. Great. Yeah. Yeah. We'll look for it and uh, we'll, we'll share it with everyone. But speaking of arena, yeah, that's definitely going to happen. Right. Especially as, as people sold out the cup game. Right. And that's something we didn't discuss in the last part. Actually, yeah, we should probably bring that up. 7,000 tickets sold in three hours, right? Just like, like that. Sh- sh- I mean, how amazing is that, that, you know, we were able to do that and, uh, you know, it was pretty dramatic, right? For anyone who knows at 1 p.m. when they started selling the tickets, uh, you had to be in a queue, an online queue, right? Virtual queue of right. sorts. And once it was time for you to get the tickets, I kept seeing the blue dots disappear I kept clicking on blue dots and they kept disappearing. And I kept getting a message saying that the, the tickets weren't available anymore, right? In the sections that I, I was choosing until finally I was able to secure two tickets in section 102. And I just took them because you just never know. This is one of those games where if you don't get your tickets, you might not be able to get any, or you might end up uh, at a different section that maybe might not be the one you wanted to be at. So well, yeah. And that being said, you know, I went in not long after and uh, all the tickets were pretty much gone except for up in the supporters section up high. So it was uh, it was quite the pandemonium. However, do not fear July 1st when some of the season ticket holders do not claim their tickets, you know, because uh, they're giving season ticket holders until um, July 1st to claim. After that, they go back into the pool. So if you didn't get your ticket, um, you'll be able to. Oh, he. Oh, uh, news break. Jared's, Jared got Sandabs. Oh, they look so good. A nice tall beer with a lime on the side. And let's see what else he got. Oh, it all looks so good. Oh, he got something with heavy sauce. Oh, it looks like some kind of other steak. Oh, his meal looks so good. He sent me a picture. Also has broccoli and capers. So I'm wondering if he got, oh, it just looks delicious. Yeah, he got sand abs and calamari. Oh, yeah. So he did get the calamari that he likes. And that was his appetizer. And then he turned around and got a sand dab dinner. Oh, that just looks like heaven. So you guys, Jared's known to post his food. Um, It just looks delicious. I think uh, if you're you're subscribed to Jared's social media at some point in time, Check it out. Food's going to be good. You're going to get a uh, total saliva going in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. He knows where the good spots are at and he's always sharing it. And uh, he needs to open up his own uh, Instagram food account. Oh my gosh. Just, like, Traveling, with all the travels he does. Yeah. He travels the country based on uh, where he can get a yummy bite to eat. And he's, uh, <laughs> he's very good at that. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. He knows the places. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, speaking of the tickets, the message you get on the screen now, sorry, tickets are not currently available online. But like you said, right, July 1st, for anyone who didn't get them, I mean, there should be some, right? But I wouldn't wait any longer than that because I feel like because this game's already sold out right now, everyone who knows that July 1st is a day to go on this page and check if you see any is going to do it. And Mid- I, Midnight I, of July 1st because they have, I oh, think, until... I think they have the season ticket holders. Don't they have until midnight, July 1st? Something like that. They might. Yeah, yeah. Sadly, I'm not a member this season. <laughs> um, the one season, like, we're doing really great, right? And I don't even uh, get the half season member. But who knows? They keep it up next year. I might, I might go back to it. <laughs> well, I mean, you live so freaking far away. I mean, I can understand you being able to pick and choose your matches. You know, maybe next year you can do a partial season ticket membership, you know, just pick five games or whatever pack they offer that way you're not you know tied into all 14 or however many games that they have yeah that might be an option because if anyone doesn't know season members actually got first pick on tickets and whereas we all had to wait till 1 p.m they were able to pick at 10 a.m and apparently right you were uh, telling me yesterday that you could buy as many as you want right oh yeah there was yeah there was really like a cap I wrote, I drove my shopping cart up and down every aisle and man, I was picking two from here and two from there and my own seats. So I was able to get um, several seats. Uh, so, so I will say if somebody didn't get tickets and if I still have mine available, I'd be happy to, you know, sell, transfer, whatever to somebody who may be looking for decent seats. I mean, I got some good, I got good seats. Mm. So plus my own. Oh yeah. Plus VIP. That's the yes i have my regular <laughs> vip seat yeah Ooh, that, that one's gonna be good i, I know that a lot of That's celebrities gonna are gonna be at, at the game oh, oh my VIP. goodness oh it's it's gonna be crazy so do we want to jump into galazes of gratitude do you want to sit there and gloat about getting another freaking point because you picked the score correctly and jared and i did not <laughs> Do you yeah. are are you in the gloating mood or do we want to do galazes of gratitude? Let's do galazes of gratitude so I could prep for that gloating mood and just you know. Okay, I'll let yeah, you go. Awesome. I'll let you go first on galazes. <laughs> all right. So my first one goes out to all the fans who traveled to Monterey, right? And of course, and I'm including you, Sharon, Jared, everyone else uh, who was there. Just a lot of people to name, but y'all know who you are, right? I just don't want to miss someone inevitably because there's a lot of people there. And I think it's really awesome, especially those that went uh, to the game on Tuesday, right? Sharon, Tina, and again, a couple others that, that were there as well. Uh, I think it's it's really cool that you just came back and now you guys are over here making a three-hour drive from Sacramento over to Monterey and and just supporting the team all around, which is really great. So th- there is one thing that I got to say here, and this is a message that wasn't just for me, Sharon and Jared. It was actually for any fans that make the trip out to Monterey and to any other away venue of sorts. And also shout out to you, Sharon, for introducing us to Bob and Terry LaGrasa, Matt's parents, because Bob told me that they were super thankful that we made the trip out there and that we're one of the greatest fans out there for making the trip to any away venue because I've said it here before that if you look throughout the whole USL, we're for sure the only team that actually has fans that make trips out to 
anywhere. I don't care where <laughs> the team is going in USL. You're always bound to have fans there, right? And some games there might be more than others, but you always have some support. And that's something that really makes us stand out as a fan base. And, you know, he really appreciated that from us. And of course, from everyone else who makes the trip out there as well. Also, another one goes out to Sharon for uh, inviting us out to uh, Sandbar and Grill, uh, which is uh, in Monterey. It's a really great seafood place. And if you're ever there, go check them out. Their calamari is amazing. It was the first time that I had a calamari in steak form, and I really enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed it much better than the fried form, the typical small pieces of calamari that you see at other places. And that was really good. The view was really great. There were some boats around there too. The weather was amazing. We had some sun, luckily, right before the game. And so we got to enjoy that as well. So thank you, Sharon, for making that suggestion. And now I know the place that I want to go to uh, again whenever we get a chance to uh, be over there. Also, uh, shout out to uh, Donna and Tina for taking pictures of the podcast crew that you guys saw on social media with our scarves. Those turned out really great. And I'm glad that we had both an angle that had the pitch in the background and then another one that had, you know, some of the fans that were sitting behind us as well. So cool to have uh, both there. And one uh, last one goes out. And I know he doesn't like listen to the show, but to my grandpa for uh, going with me to the game and having a really great time uh, there as well. And also for buying Sharon a beer. That was really nice uh, of him to, to do so. So. Thank you for that as well. On to you. <laughs> that was funny. There was music playing in the background. I just briefly looked at something on Instagram because you guys, Jared said he's just now posting his food on um, social media for, for tonight. So as I was looking for that, all of a sudden this beach scene that he experienced earlier today popped up and it had like this incredible mashup music, kind of like a Euro chill kind of music. And it's like, ah, and then I looked and I wasn't muted. So all the music was coming through. Hopefully it's uh, not too blatant. On the, it was just um, a little bit. I think it's okay. It was just okay. like two just seconds, three. Yeah. Okay, good. Because <laughs> I was like, ah, how do I get all this off? You know, because a lot of us multitask when we're on our, um, on the podcast, you know, we're looking at, we're looking at multiple screens. We're looking at stats. We're looking at but social media, other people's social media, because there's interesting things going on out there in the world and other people's lives. I don't know about you, Jared, uh, Jared, Luis, I wish Jared was on. Um, but sometimes I like the news of people's lives better than the news that our television crews report on or NPR or whatever you watch. It's like, I kind of like what you know, I kind of like, oh, Jared went to the beach. That looks really awesome. Or, you know, Tina had a great time with her friend. That's way better information. Or, you know, somebody struggling needs words of encouragement. I'll be, I'll, you know, it's, it's amazing how much I, we all like that sometimes more than current events and real, real life stuff. Cause it is real life to us, you know, what our friends are are feeling and doing it up to and better. Anyhow, getting back to Michael losses of gratitude. I got to give it a shout out to my sister who was like massively generous. Um, I just got an Apple watch. I told her the night before I told her Friday that my, um, my Fitbit died at first. I didn't think it was dying, but it died. It literally died a miserable death. I mean, I've never seen an electronic device die that way. 
And I texted my sister for two years. She's been trying to get me to let her get me an Apple watch. And it's like, it's always been like couched as it's going to be your birthday slash Christmas present kind of thing. And it's like, okay, okay. Well, guess what I got when we got to Monterey, she pulls out of her suitcase, she pulls out an Apple watch and it's like, here, this one's for you. And it's like, holy smokes. So I know you can't see that, but I am now an Apple watch owner. First one ever, you know, I was a Fitbit diehard, you know, just cause I've had Fitbits ever since they came out. Right. Um, but now I have an Apple watch. And so we'll see how that goes. And real sweet of my sister. She's also generous all the way around, you know, um, she's just an amazing person. And then also going to the match with us and bringing her daughter along and other people and just really made it special. But to all the fans that came out last night, what a wonderful environment. And Megan, what a sweet um, conversation that we all had with her later in the day. That was, you know, I just got to give her a, a real big shout out. And also to the accessibility of uh, the home, I, the visitor's locker room. That was interesting. You know, a little shout out to, to that level of accessibility. If you check out our live that we did, and I don't know, I have some still photos as well. Literally, there was no privacy. <laughs> so that locker room is incredibly accessible for everybody walking into the stadium after they get their ticket scanned. Um, so interesting, not that anything happened, but, you know, it was just interesting. Um, and then, you know, to the players and, you know, to Malik Foster, who just ratcheted everything up a notch last night, you know, for our guys on tired legs, they just kept going and they kept doing what they're supposed to do. And it was, it was really cool. Um, you know, I'm sure there are many more shout outs that we need to do. And thank you also, you know, to Jared and you, and your grandpa for being willing to try Sandbar Restaurant because it really was an experience I wanted to share because I'd been there before. And I know it's different than a lot of the restaurants, Luis, that you would pick, but I'm so glad you had a good time. And Jared, he had a great meal there too. So, and that restaurant was just out of this world. It was great. So it was the hotel I stayed in last night. Phenomenal. Anybody needs a hotel recommendation? I got one for you. And I think a lot of people might be needing it too, because we are going to be playing at Monterey again in August. So, oh, but I am not going that weekend. That's the big car show or whatever Mm -hmm. it is that they do that weekend. I am not going to bother with that weekend. That's going to be a zoo. (laughs) I'm sure already all the hotels are booked. Seriously. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's going to be. Yeah, you'll be staying in Salinas. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. Probably, yeah, which probably would be a smart choice for anyone who does decide to still go to the game. And one thing I have to say is that the stadium is actually located outside of Monterey, right? So it is on the outskirts. So if you're okay with getting a hotel, uh, probably in Salinas or just somewhere around there, then you could probably uh, probably be okay. I don't know if like hotels are still going to be affected over there or not too. But we do know William, right? A good friend of the podcast is actually going to be there at that game. And so... I'm sure more Sacrapolo fans will be there as usual, and it'll be really interesting to hear their takes on what it's like in August versus now, right? Considering that oh they're going to have more games by then. Yeah. <laughs> but just a couple of things I wanted to mention about the venue, um, just especially for anyone who's going in August and whatnot. Uh, parking, same as, as with us, $10 parking. But I got to say the one thing I didn't like about their parking and 
it seems like this only applies if you are actually paying for parking there. Whereas if you actually do VIP or prepaid parking, then you get a different parking lot. And if you pay for it there, the parking lot that we actually came in through, uh, there's a lot of rocks, a bunch of dirt. And I was a little worried that my tires would pop. Fortunately, all, all was good too. But I, I think it would be nice if they just uh, you know, put a little bit more investment into that parking lot. Also, the locker situation you mentioned earlier, and it seems like they only do that to away teams, right? Because I'm sure yeah. it's always the away team locker. And so right. I don't know if it's done intentional or if it was already there. So they really didn't have an option, right? Because, you know, let's consider that that is a college stadium. And for a college game, maybe it doesn't really matter, right? <laughs> yeah. They really do need to figure that out. And maybe they should probably close the door. And that might be on, on us, right? On the team that we probably should have had the door closed. Because the jerseys were there, you know, everything was there. And I'm not saying someone's going to go jump and, like, take something. But you never know, right? I mean, there's crazy people out there who do just those things. And so I think that, you know, it just it needs to be more secured yeah. <laughs> in particular. But aside from that, though, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to be here complaining about everything. I, I did really like uh, all the remodel they did there because I looked at some before pictures and it, it was night and day from what they did there so seats were good um they even have individual seats if you choose to sit on the other side of the stadium which would be behind the camera view on the broadcast and i think they might have about the same amount of seats that we might have at heart hall park except they have all the individual seats on one side right you would probably say or about the same almost oh no i think that their stadium capacity is down around six 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 thousand I want to say six or eight, somewhere in there. Oh, I'd have oh. to look at what their stadium capacity is, but I, it's nowhere near our stadium capacity. Oh, I but I, so. I meant like the individual seats, you know, the ones that are just uh, individual where the oh, letters oh, are. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they look like it was maybe equivalent to our lettered uh, seats. Oh, you know, yeah. um, so it's a pop. Uh, well, no, I don't think it's a pop up. Uh, that one side might be a pop up part. I don't know. Honestly, I'm I'm speaking out my butt. So. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, but yeah, all was good too. We didn't try any of the food. Actually, Jared had, um, uh, and I keep forgetting the name of it, so I just call it a giant hot dog. But ah, he said it was brat, pretty worse. good. It was a cheddar oh, broth. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. A giant hot dog. <laughs> yeah, you can call it that. <laughs> yeah, and, and it looked like they had more variety of uh, food options too. A couple of food trucks on the other side um, uh, of the stadium as well. So. Yeah, I mean, it, it was good. We, we got there in quick. Uh, leaving actually was pretty quick, but then again, we stayed like 40 minutes oh. after. So We um, were the last ones different. out almost. <laughs> As usual. That is usually our, our case. It doesn't matter where we're at. Um, we're the last ones out and all that. So especially after a win, which was really amazing. And yeah, you know, let's go ahead and just get right to the game and talk about what happened. and. It's like we've seen this story happen before, right? Where first half is not good, but then halftime, we get coaches' famous halftime speeches, which it would have been really great to know exactly what was said. <laughs> I I may have a clue on that, and I may drop a little bit of a clue on that. So, um, yeah, yeah. He said he was, he just, re- like he always does, reminds the players of what has gotten them their success in the past. 
but more aggressively, (laughs) which I was like, oh my God. So there may have been some cuss words in there this time. Uh, Who knows? You know, I've, we've seen him, you know, really be animated on the sidelines when, you know, crap is happening or the referee situation is a little bit iffy, but we don't usually see him direct any um, strength of words, foul words to his team, but he, he, you know, he probably pumped him up in just the only way that Mark Briggs can. And I think that's perfectly okay. Right. As long as the players don't take any offense and it looks like, you know, the, they, they still support him. Yeah. They still support him. I mean, you can see the relationship that he has with the, you know, his staff. They're essentially everybody that plays for the public and everybody who works, you know, they're kind of like his staff. They're an extension. You know, I know they work for the club essentially, you know, and uh, Todd Dunavant, but he's in charge. He's like, he's the manager of these, of this staff. So and they, they are cohesive. And Roro even said it today um, that they are a family, that it's juntos. You know, they're all together as one. No one's any better than anyone else. And they all support each other. So it's all good. And I have a question for you since you, you were involved uh, since 2014. But are you getting similar vibes to a 2014 team? Or is this team even stronger as far as the, you know, the family vibes? You know, the, this there was a lot of structure and in the 2014 one, Graham and Preki had a, a, a different approach. It was a different feel. No, this one, this one has a different feel to it than that one. I mean, the strength of their togetherness, I think for the players, I think is, is very similar, but it's just different. You can ask Roro, you know, like we, we need to, we need to kind of like check in with Roro once and just say, does this feel different than the 2014 vibe? I think that's a fair question, you know, to even ask him as he's walking off or walking on or, you know, casual, just say, you know, how does this compare? We need to know that. And Connor Sutton, Connor, if you're listening, that's a fair question, you know, to ask somebody like Ro. He's the only one besides myself and Dave Redman and, uh, I'm trying to think who else would even know inside uh, Katie and uh, Luke. They know, they know whether how this vibe is if it's different. And I think they would say it's different. I, I think this one is just a hair different. Same desire to win at all costs, um, but yeah, it'd be a fair question to ask any of the old timers. Yeah, I'm definitely writing it down here so we can actually ask it, right? So, like you said, any of the old timers, ask everyone too about uh, 2014 versus 2022. You know, because only somebody like Roro would know exactly what the players did off the pitch. Mm. You know, it's one thing to see what they're doing on the pitch. I mean, like, I know what they were doing in the locker rooms and I knew some of the little, you know, crappy little things that happened. But for the most part, in 2014, it was all good and it was all pretty much magic. You know, mm-hmm. it was a first year. So it wasn't, a, was not a well-oiled machine. There were some step and fetch it moments, you know, like um, it just, it was different. It was teaching some of the young guys how to actually be a professional and then also be a helper. A lot of them didn't know any of that. You know, it was teaching all of us staff how we fit in and what, our responsibilities were, it was not a well-oiled machine. 
And so I think here you've got people like Cappy, who is an incredible ambassador for the squad as far as knowing how it's supposed to go. You know, he knows what's supposed to happen back in, you know, behind the scenes. And he's a good teacher for those that are coming in. And same way with Mark, he's aware. So it was Todd. We were not. There was a lot of staff that came in that had never been in administration. There were players that had never played pro. They didn't know a lot. And we the mentorship was kind of, we, you know, we had Nemanja and, you know, we had some guys that were real experienced, but then we also had newbies who, you know, this, they didn't even have a car. They didn't even know how they were going to get to training. And so it was, it was different. This is, I think we've got it better. I think this is a well-oiled machine as far as, uh, as far as that goes. I know I went on a little bit too long. Sorry about that, Luis. Oh, no, it's all good because I, I always say that you bring to us a lot of knowledge about those years, especially some of us who you know, weren't as big of fans back then and who were never really following much of what was going on behind the scenes and all that. So it's really great stuff for not just myself, but everyone listening to hear your takes on that since you know you were there uh, at the beginning uh, working for the club. So great stuff from uh, you. So thank you for letting us know about that. Yeah. So jumping on to uh, how the match went. So as I mentioned, uh, first half was what it was. And it was a bit of a sloppy. Time out. Jared wants to jump on. We need to say yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Let's get let's get Jared on. Get on. Um, And he sent that at 928. So it's real recent. Yeah. Yes. He's on. Yay, buddy. All right. Glad to be here. Uh, sorry for the delay, but uh, I need to get something in the system. <laughs> yeah, no, totally understood. Glad you're on. So we're just getting going on game analysis. Yeah, well, welcome, Jared. We're really happy that you're able to make it here with us. Um, so taking a look at, at the first unfortunate own goal of ours that, that we had, it's the second game that we get it, but apparently we have to help other teams get a goal, otherwise they probably won't get it. So that's been the thing here. And so goal happened in the 33rd minute in, man, and in a play that happened so quick. And I think it's one of those circumstances where Duke did what he had to do. So I think, you know, Duke should not be blamed for anything because as a defender, you got to be there and just tackle and try to get the ball out. But unfortunately, you know, the ball didn't go his way and he ends up actually tackling it right into our net and if you guys look at the replay and and I saw it because we were sitting um behind the opposite uh corner kick there if he hadn't actually scored it Monterey would have scored so I I think I'll take an own goal over letting the opposition get their own goal (laughs) because it it was either or there's no way around that too and so all we can really say is Duke you were doing your job keep it up like just you know, keep keep trying to take those tackles. These things happen, but this isn't an own goal that we can really put the blame on him. What do you guys think? Well, it was it was it was from it wasn't close. It I can't even speak all of a sudden. Um, all I know is that when it was deemed an own goal, it made me feel less bad than them scoring. Even though you're right, Luis, they could have scored that. Um, if Duke didn't try to at least tap it away there, but, um, yeah, 
it made me, I don't know. I don't know why I don't get mad at our own goals. Cause I think our guys have a way of recovering, you know, we've come from behind and we've also led in matches. So, you know, it doesn't matter. We're, we can do whatever we can still win no matter how it works out. Well, I mean, it's something that uh, we're thankfully not too terrible used to, but we also have to remember this happened against uh, LA in the open cup uh, a few days earlier. So I can't really be, be mad. I mean, the, I mean, the fact that, uh, Yes, these ongoes are happening, but thankfully it's not an epidemic. It's not happening a, a whole lot, but uh, we, we just got to keep faith. In it. And as far as this play goes, you know, Duke was trying to clear it out. Just for some, he just wasn't quite in a right body position or a, a kicking angle to get rid of it successfully. It just, for some reason, it was just how the ball bounces with the physics and uh, runs to the back of the net. But technically, Monterey has not scored on us uh, at their home, so... That's the best way to think of it. And of course, we got the uh, score later on to, to reconsider as well. Yeah, the, technically they, they haven't. And if you want to get real technical, I mean, also like we haven't actually gotten a, a goal scored against us in quite some time, right? If we want to get technical with that, right? Because if we look at the schedule, the last time we got scored on by a player that wasn't our own was actually against Oakland. When they got that PK, that again shouldn't have been a PK, but you know they they had to get their PK given to them. Um, so that's the that's the last time. Quite quite interesting, right? So fortunately, again that halftime talk, as we mentioned earlier, happened, and in the second half, we saw a couple of subs made. Uh, I think you know we, yes, we, you know we got the win and all, but. Uh, I wish we would have seen some of them maybe a little bit earlier, right? Just because we were losing. And I know a lot of us were like, coach, coach, please just like sub in Roro, right? And a couple others too, but Roro's the one that I really wanted to see uh, subbed in earlier. And, you know, luckily it worked out for coach, but I'd be really interested. And I know uh, I'm working on having coach here uh, sometime before we play in the next uh, Open Cup game. And one of the questions that I do want to ask him is, more so geared towards that because I'm not the only one that's made those comments before on uh, why, you know, he waits so long to do substitutions. And I'm sure he has a great reason why he does that. And so it'd be really great to just hear his thought process on substitutions or I should say rotations, right? Because that's the, <laughs> that's the word that now we're using, using here as well. But I'd be really curious to, to know what goes on there, but one great thing that came out of those rotations was actually the fact that we got Mr. Brace himself, right? As a, I think we might start calling him Mr. Brace or Brace Face or Brace Man or Jared. You could you could give us the nickname. We should start calling him because you're good with those. But uh, Malik Foster got got subbed in in the 65th minute uh, for Z Man, which I don't know about you guys, but I I wasn't too pleased with. Uh, his performance yesterday. And I, I think Malik is almost making an argument to get an opportunity in the, the starter role. You know, it's interesting you would say that because uh, a Z-man actually had some good moments. He, I thought he had some good passing moments. I think his role was to make sure to spring Dougie free. And there were times where he did do that, you know, because that's kind of what his role was. And then to come in afterwards and be an attacking mid, um, you know, I, I, I'm trying to remember if he had a shot on goal and, and just what happened. It was funny because we were witnessing 
Um, you could tell just listening to the crowd, you could tell if the shot went high, it went wide, it was saved by their keeper. I mean, you could just kind of tell by the groans. Um, but, but Malik is making a statement. You're right. He is making a statement for uh, getting more playing time. But again, he's been so solid coming in off the bench and doing this magic that he's been doing. And this was the Malik we've been wanting to see since last year, right? This was what we've been dying to see what Malik Foster can do. And now we're seeing it. Now we see exactly what this, this guy brings to the table. And if anybody goes on social media and looks at their social media, they did a happy dance in the bus and they're calling Malik a very bad man, you know, because, you know, it's just, they were so ecstatic for, for Malik and for, for Zico, because, you know, they're both Island boys, you know, um, and then they understand the vibe of, of being happy and they both play happy, you know, let's face it, Malik, when he gets on the field, he's happy to play. He's happy to do all this. And it shows, I mean, he just was relaxed. Like it was every single day that he gets to jump higher than his defender, who's a head higher than him. And he jumps higher than the defender and heads the ball into the goal. Who does that? That was his second goal. Who does that, Malik? That's our guy. We'll take him. Yeah, I remember when he scored that uh, goal against the uh, New York Red Bulls, too, uh, last month. And once again, that was back when he was first coming back off his injury uh, early on the season. And then he comes out of nowhere la- last night. I mean, first of all, just he knocks in a, a brace within minutes of each other. And the second goal, I don't know if we were watching Malik Foster or Vince Carter getting that aerial, that, that hang time, knocking that header in. And, and believe me, just like his video said, he was definitely doing the bad man things. I mean, definitely doing the bad man things. I mean, this, this was Malik's night. I mean, suffice it to say, he was definitely the man of the match. Um, don't get me wrong, everyone else, uh, everyone else that was on the field definitely did their part. I mean, Dan, Danny V, Dan Casey, that the whole lot, I mean, they definitely, you know, put their foot in it and then just were trunching forward to get the win. But Malik Foster, doing the bad man things all night. <laughs> all night. Well, and, you know, let's face it, the whole entire squad, I don't care if they played or they didn't play in L.A., everybody had tired legs, you know? And and for them to all pull off this deal mm-hmm. for us as travelers, you know, was was super special. And Luis, you know, you and I and and Jared felt like when they were thanking everybody at the end, you know, it felt like they were thanking all of us when they were walking off the field. You know, we all set our watches for that five minute extra time, you know, that they put on the clock and. Or, or yeah, I think it was four. Oh, probably. four. Yeah, you're right. We thought you're it was right. five, though. We I thought mean, it was five. It was little, yeah. Reset it. Yeah, you're right, right, right. But still, you know, is I actually thought our guys were playing for us. And it, mm. I think they were. I think they were. I think they were playing for us. No. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they were still playing for Sac Republic, but we'll take him for State of the Republic uh, FC. Well, oh. <laughs> um. Yeah, or for all the fans, you know. It, they, it really felt like they were playing for all in Section N1. <laughs> yeah, interesting section names, by the way, but that's another story there. I don't know why, why they called them that. But, yeah, and, and it was also really great that we got to be uh, – in that section right there in that corner uh people maybe saw us on tv because the tv screens were like pointing straight at our section there 
but it, it was good for us to be in that section, being that our team would actually be ending the match, shooting that way. So I'm just saying that was great. I don't know who decided that, but <laughs> shout out to whoever decided that because it's it's always a good thing when you're, especially when you're traveling, to have that. But one uh, player I also want to point out in this first goal that Malik scores because of his vision, and I keep saying it almost every single time the guy gets an assist, that's our good old Roro, right? Because he was also subbed in, and he's the guy that sees Malik about to make the run, and he puts the pass like just straight right there. I mean, it, it couldn't have been put any perfect, right? And we all love those uh, plays, right, where – a player sees a vision, you know, he sees a guy that's about to make the run and he just like passes it from like real far away. And then, you know, our, our player breaks loose, right. And manages to do a solo run. And that's exactly what happened in this first goal. And I'm really enjoying this. I mean, other seasons we haven't really seen that much or even at all. Right. But we've been seeing it multiple times throughout the season and the cup. And I mean, this is, this is really awesome, and especially being Royal giving those assists. Uh, we need him to be a an assist leader and not a yellow card leader. <laughs> <laughs> you know, darn straight. So that's so funny. So I, you know, we've talked a lot about Malik's number ninety nine, and we don't want to like. What are the some of the songs where the word ninety nine? You know, there's a lot of songs ninety nine red balloons. Oh, whatever. Um, but we've got to come up with some kind of a song for number ninety nine for us. Um, and, and Roro, yes, the, the setup for the, for the goal, the vision that Roro always has for these great passes has been really fabulous, but I will say there was another player that played his little feet off was Matt Lagrasta. You know, I thought he, he did a really good job in that, that role that he was assigned. And I think two of us got, maybe three of us got a little nervous when they took Luis Felipe off the field, but Luis was tired. You could tell he was tired. He was a step behind. He's never that way. And Luis, we love you so much. Um, Luis Felipe. I mean, we love all of our Luises, but Luis Felipe, we love you so much. We think you are like the number one. You own the Bay. You own LA. You own California. However, we knew you were tired and we knew the coach needed to give you a break. And so when it was Matt LaGrasa and Roro, I think we all just kind of looked at each other and it's like, who's going to pick up where Luis Felipe left off? And they left Nick Ross on, I believe, for a little while. So that helped, um, you know, when you're looking at strategies, because Luis brings so much to that part. But Matt stepped up and filled and made us more confident for every minute that passed after Luis stepped off the field. We're like, oh, OK, with Matt and Roe, we're, we're still fine. We don't have to worry at all about, you know, anything going on in the defense or in the defensive midfield area, we were fine, right? Jared, did you feel that too? Yeah, I mean, I did see Luis uh, Felipe was kind of running a little bit slow, but, but then again, the, the, the man has been uh, all over. I mean, El Gobernador, El Gobernador has to have some rest sometime. I mean, he, he's been busy owning L.A., uh, Monterey, San Jose. El Gobernador needs a little bit of... A bit of a rest here and there so we can keep on moving. I love it. You called him the governor. Oh my gosh, that is so perfect. Oh, I love it. That, that is awesome. Well, y'all here to hear first. Uh, Luis Felipe has now been baptized as El Gobernador. So 
that like that one yeah that's he, he's also gonna know about it too uh, hopefully in the next cup game we can actually see him after the game and let him know that that's his new nickname <laughs> oh i th- i think you need to I, someone's gonna probably beat you too and i know either jared or or yourself you're gonna when you post it uh, you know the podcast you're gonna say yeah we, we talked about the the new governor of california luis felipe you know glad that he got a break you know seriously <laughs> glad that he was able to step off the field and to some of our applause we we're we we're always happy to watch him play because he's a he's a hard working man I did also post out a picture that uh, uh, one of our one of our listeners, uh, Jane, had uh, made a request for, and I decided, hey, why not? I'll definitely fulfill the request. Uh, it was a photo that was uh, Highlander inspired. Uh, if some of you, some of you folks out there may remember the uh, mid to late '80s uh, TV film, and then the subsequent TV series uh, with Adrian Paul. Uh, I actually did post that, and uh, Louis Philippe did give it a like. So, all right. You mean there could only be one? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. There can only be one. <laughs> That's great. Well, we'll, we'll try to make it happen uh, the next cup game just so he hears it more and then it just kind of sticks through there. But looking at Malik's second goal and just one more thing to point out, right? He scores his brace in three minutes. I'm trying to think if we've ever had another Republic player that has scored a brace in such a short amount of time. And I can't even think of that too. I don't know if you guys can, but. I think it's the first time that that ever happens. <laughs> but uh, one guy that I want to point out here, uh, aside from, of course, Malik, who ultimately ended up uh, jumping higher than the defense, which granted they're much taller than he is, uh, is actually a guy that, and I believe from what we were hearing, because I haven't gone back and like watched the whole match on demand, people watching on TV were actually hearing us say this, but we kept shouting, Gur, gur, gur. And this is the guy <laughs> who ends up actually uh, giving the assist to Malik in this goal. And so I'm just saying maybe we can get a little bit credit for that goal because we kept shouting gur nonstop. And I'm I feel like we were doing so at this play. I'm trying to remember if in that same every time he came, we were every we time were, the dude you know. came and flashed down our our <laughs> our line, Jared. We we just started to write up. I think it was my sister that has initially started that cheer, the gur 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 cheer. And I think he likes it, you know, just like don't mind us. We're just gonna sit here and do that. But we chant now all the guys, you know, we try to find a shortened version of their name because it's much easier, you know. Um, like row row, we just a row row row, you know, as opposed to row 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 row. <laughs> so yeah, you know, we got to find these little shortened versions, you know, of their. We probably, had, we probably had some of the uh, Monterey fans like, why why are they growling? I mean, you're going, yeah, exactly. That is so funny, you know. And it, he's a good guy. He's. He's a he's a really good guy, and I'm sure that was a, an exciting moment for him. You know, they love ha- getting cheered on. I mean, come on, that's what fandom is all about. That's you know, it's perfect. I mean, it also makes perfectly sense because our unofficial mascot is Ray Bear, right? And bears do make that sound, right? You you would normally associate gur gur with. <laughs> so. And and of course, we also have Creek Bear, who recently came out of hibernation. That. Now is living out in the East Coast. He's actually made a couple of appearances, so I, I still think that was awesome that that he's 
it actually made it out for the New York match. And then also, uh, uh, there was another match he went, went out for. I want to say maybe he was at the Detroit game. I'm not sure. But the, I know there was a, another Eastern uh, team or, or some game out there that he made, made appearance for. So, to be honest, it's been a while since I've seen him. I was still surprised that when I had seen him at, at the New Jersey uh, game. Here I was thinking, wait, when did Ray Barry get out here? Wait a second, that ain't Ray Bear. Oh! <laughs> but still great having them. So, yes, bears are about. They're throughout North America. But the Old Glory Red Bears, you know, they're a little bit more special. Old, old Glory Red Bears growl a different way. And they've taught us how to do the growl. And it just so happens to fit with our player's last name, Jack Gurr. It makes you wonder if that was a part of how they found out about him. They're like, wait. Our fans like to say player names. Let's go with them. We're yeah. great. <laughs> yeah, from here on out. Hey, coach. Hey, Todd. You can only pick. You can only pick players with good last names or good first <laughs> names that we can yell. Okay, you know, either that or make sure that there's a nickname that we can uh, that we can use. Anyhow, so that's that. That's wrapped up our game, and you know, the ending was great. You know, the players all came and and came over to the area where the fans were. Um, before they took off, you know, for the evening and, and changed up. So that was that. And now moving into um, predictions, I believe for next week. Oh, stats. We have to look at stats and where we are in the table. Let's look at that. Yeah, let's look at that too, because the table's looking pretty nice this yeah. time, right? And I know goals in hand, that's going to be an ongoing issue too. So I won't even bring that up again. <laughs> San Antonio is still in first place there with the, 15 games played, 34 points. Uh, but let, let's remember we beat them, right? So we could say we beat first place. Second place is a team that we're going to be playing this Friday, Colorado Springs, with 14 matches played and 33 points. They're only uh, five points above us, too. So you beat them, you could potentially be two points away from them. So that, that's going to be a really great game there. Above us, third place, San Diego Loyal, with 16 games played, one more than we do. They are tight in points, but again, they have more one more game than we do. And we are sitting in fourth place with 15 matches played. Out of those, eight games won, four matches tied, and three lost. 19 goals in favor, 12 goals against uh, for a goal differential of seven, which is actually looking pretty good versus the one, two, or three that we had not too long ago, too. And we got those 28 points there, and we're still sandwiched between two other teams that have 28 points because below us is El Paso, granted with three more games than we do, also with 28 points. So we have a really good panorama because below us, uh, or below El Paso, I should say, is actually New Mexico with 25 points. And as Jared knows, as we were talking on, on the Instagram live, uh, New Mexico actually uh, lost their game this past weekend, which really helped us out because they stayed three points behind us. Uh, of course, they do have one less game than we do, but at least they're right there. You got Las Vegas Lights with 17 matches played and 25 points. And then below them, you got a lot of teams that have more games than Sac Republic. Uh, and so, and they're not that far away from points. But when you look at the games, you're like, let's just get to their level of games played and then we can do a better analysis. But in general, things are looking good for us. Fourth place, you're in a good spot. Keep getting those wins, uh, and we're going to be solid, especially yesterday's win being an away win. 
is really great because they are doing even much more than what we expected them, which is to be unstoppable at home. And I'm really enjoying that. But that doesn't mean that you get a free pass to lose a game at home, though. So <laughs> guys yeah. still win at home. But the good part about this also with last night's win is this equals our win total from last year of eight. So mm. already past year. I mean, we have less ties. Uh, we've got to maybe keep the... I'm not sure about how many losses we had at that time, but already this season is looking up. I mean, and we've got uh, matches like Colorado Springs. That's going to be a tough one, uh, given the uh, their position. But then I, I think that after that, it gets a l- little bit easy. I mean, we have Birmingham Legion. They've been doing okay, but they're not exactly tip-top of the standings. And then, of course, we have Phoenix, which, uh, looking at how they're performing this year, it's practically a gimme, but then again, I don't want us to set up for a trap match. So I'm loving where we're at right now. I mean, for fourth place, that's a hell of a lot better than we would have even been capable of last year. So any anything like that, you know, I'll gladly take. That's a really good point, Jared. Uh, real good point. And thanks for that. Um, so, yeah, that brings us to uh, some predictions now that we're talking about where the standings are. We have a game against a very, very good Colorado Springs switchbacks. And I keep telling everybody, Rob McAllister made the prediction that the top teams were going to be El Paso, switchbacks, um, uh, San Antonio, San Diego. And look at who's right all around us still. We're making our way back up the table. But I I have a feeling our predictions are going to be less than confident for this coming Friday's match against Colorado, just because they are that good. They're good. And they have one of our former defenders and one of our former strikers playing for them. They got Matt Mahoney, and then they also have Carlton Belmar. So, you know, I get anxious when we're playing some guys that I know are really good. I love Matt Mahoney's defense and, you know, he's made a couple player of the week or team of the weeks. So, um, you know, just make and makes me nervous. And he's played for Mark Briggs, so he knows Briggs style. Ah, makes me a little nervous. So let's go for predictions. Um, I think I wrote mine in the chat, but let me reread it. Actually, before we, we go to predictions, uh, I just want my quick uh second of gloating, as we mentioned before. Oh, right. Oh. Uh, just to give standings ah. what ha- what happened in the in this game yesterday, right? Like who who got the points and whatnot. Uh so I actually got the score right. And it wasn't something that yesterday I even remembered until I checked uh, right now as we record that I had it right. But uh, I said 2-1. Sharon said 2-0 also was, was a close result. And Jared had said 4-1, which it could have been 4-1. We had the opportunities, but we just uh, couldn't uh, define them there. And also another thing to point out is that Sharon actually said that the first goal score was going to be Luther. And had it not been Luther, she picked Malik. And coach decided to give Luther just three minutes of play at the very end. And coach blocked Sharon from getting a point, basically. Damn. (laughs) Damn, coach. Yeah. What the heck were you thinking? Did you not listen to the podcast and know that had you not put Luther on, I would have had at least a point? Thanks. Thanks, Coach Briggs. Thanks, Coach Briggs. It's, it's better we take the L than the club, right? Right. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And but... then, and now I'm cussing Duke out. You know, as much as I didn't care about the own goal, 
if Duke hadn't screwed that up, I could have had the score line as well, 2-0. But no, between Duke and Mark Briggs, you guys screwed me. I could have had two freaking points. But no, you just had to go and do your things. Thanks. Uh, all right, Jared, your, your turn, Jared. Uh, name those two plays that could have been a goal and it could have been 4-1. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I thought we, we were going to do better against Monterey than we did. I mean, the first half sucked, but, uh, you know, we're, we're a second-half team. And, mm-hmm. and plus, we really would have predicted Malik Foster just coming off the bench and uh, getting that brace quicker than Western Dental. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. Well, there's still more point opportunities, of course, right? We're just like halfway through the season, and there's also another cup match, which is going to give a whole bunch of extra points as well. But as I am always going to say it too, I know you said August, but if you guys want to have a third one, always know that it's always there as an option. If you want to do a third game bonus point opportunity thing for any match, uh, I'm all for that. I don't care what it is. We could, could do that. So this Friday against Colorado Springs switchbacks at Colorado, July 1st, 6 p.m. is the time of a kickoff. What do you guys got for your prediction and for your first goal scorer and sub a first goal scorer should they not make the match? Well, I already know what Jared had. Jared picked a 1-1 draw. Let me remind you what you picked uh, with Luis Felipe scoring, said Jared, right? Or do you want to change it? No, I'm still good with that. Okay. And then if there's no, if Luis Felipe can't make the pitch, then you picked Roro as the backup. And yep, that would also be correct. Yeah, and I'm going to also go with the same scoreline, a 1-1 draw. Mm. Although I think Luis uh, Urbano is probably going to pick a 0-0 draw, but we'll <laughs> see. Yeah, I know. I can read your mind like a cheap novel, dude. Actually, um, no. But... No, you're not going to pick that. Okay, okay. So I'm doing a 1-1, but I'm going to go with Malik. And if he doesn't see pitch, then I'm going to go with Dougie. All right, well. I am not going to see a tie, and I hope I'm wrong, but I see us losing 2-1, and I see the first goal scorer, or well, the only goal scorer, uh, Dougie, and if Dougie's not there, then Luther is the one who gets the goal. So, again, as I always like to say, whenever it's not a positive result, I hope I'm wrong, but we are playing a first-place team, and it is away, and it is on Friday, and they've been traveling a whole lot, and this is one more destination uh, to travel to. So it's going to be a bit tough of a match. And, you know, we're we're going to be all good, right? If this is where we end up getting uh, the loss, then it's one of those losses that you're like, well, it was the first place team. So it's it's not an easy thing to go play against them and get a win at their home. And altitude, the guys have to deal with uh, the change of altitude. So it's kind mm-hmm. of like they have to just uh, work through you know, um, a change. I mean, they're going to feel like they're walking in concrete initially because altitude really affects you fast, Mm. you know, especially when you're trying to sprint and you can't do the oxygen exchange, you really feel like you're walking in cement or running in cement until your body finally just says, you know what, I'm going to live. It's not going to hurt me. Go ahead and push me. Your lungs are burning in a way that they don't normally burn when you're playing at your regular altitude, you know, like ours is what, 64 feet, maybe not even that might even be eight. Who knows what our, (laughs) our sea level, our uh, altitude is, but 
you know, you just have to push through that horrible, painful burn. I mean, I've played soccer at altitude and I know what that feels like. I've hiked, you know, I've biked bikes and it just, you just, it's a burn that it's undescribable when you Mm -hmm. first start, you know, your first few sprints. So it's a nasty little burn. Yeah. I can imagine that I've experienced the altitude at Yosemite, just trying to go hiking and it's, it takes a toll on you. And I can't imagine if you're out there running and, and all that, it's going to be a, a tough one. Yep. So hopefully the, the, the team of, uh, you know, between the physicians, the trainers, the physical therapists and Luke and, you know, all of those people, they can really work with the guys to get them quickly acclimated and adjusted and motivated for this. But Luis uh, Romano, I think your scoreline may be, accurate i'm hoping not because i hate the fact that you're getting points (laughs) i mean i did say if you guys want a bonus point opportunity i don't mind it starting now versus oh you just you just don't want to hear us whining anymore because i mean i know (laughs) i whine like nobody's business i'm a whiner when it comes to losing and you know not really being in the competition anymore because still jared and i are are together scores equal your score so and I don't even want to know what the score is at this point because I'm such a, I'm jaded at this point, but it's fine. Well, it, they don't actually equal. They actually surpass my score. Uh, so I'm, I'm now at nine and uh, you and Jared are at five. So yeah, but we together, we only have one more than you and you're four oh, yeah. points ahead, both of us. So <laughs> yeah, Jared, I think we take him out by his knees. We Tanya Harding him. What do you think? I'm kidding. That's violent. <laughs> oh okay. yeah there, there's other ways to make it look like an accident <laughs> <laughs> oh that's yeah. funny no Luis, we are not threatening you i just it's all in good fun and if anybody's <laughs> listening to this and they think that jared and i are violent we are so not that at all it's just fun it's just fun to kind of discuss it i'm, I'm being held hostage on zoom won't let me go, <laughs> go out <laughs> <laughs> Nail your foot to the floor right there. All uh, right. So it's all banter. It's all banter. It's all banter. Hey, Jared, you know, we didn't hear from you in the very beginning on the Golazas of Gratitude. So why don't you go ahead and pop off real quick, you know, and let us know your Golazas of Gratitude? Because I know I had one more I needed to add. So I want to hear what yours were before I throw in one more. Yeah, I've, I've definitely got a few uh, glasses of gratitude this week. Uh, first of all, glasses of gratitude goes to, to Sharon for, for for getting us uh, taken care of for, for this match. I mean, great seats. Uh, really, the yeah, Cardinal Stadium is not, is not a bad stadium. I mean, it, it's kind of up there with uh, Championship Stadium with uh, Orange County, except without the 30 to 40 minute waits for, for hamburgers to be cooked. So, and, and really, all of the beer, the food they had there was excellent. The only regret I didn't have, and I know this is probably just make me seem like a like old fat boy, I know, is I didn't get their baked potato that they have there. But you know what? That's going to be the next time I have to go out there. And then also a big glass of gratitude goes to Luis yeah, for, uh, for hooking me up with the uh, a microphone, which probably not, not this week, uh, but sometime soon I will have to get uh, hooked up and see how it works out. Um, I know it's a uh, USB uh, cord. So I could either try it from my laptop or uh, I also do have what's called an OTG adapter, which I can connect to my uh, cell phone. So, so I could uh, easily try that. So I'm definitely going to have to you know, kick the tires around, but I certainly do appreciate that uh, microphone set to release. 
definitely uh, much appreciated. And then, of course, um, as far as this goes, I also want to give a big uh, glass of gratitude uh, to uh, really a lot of the uh, transit uh, providers out here. Um, BTA uh, for Santa Clara, San Jose area, um, Monterey, Salinas Transit. I mean, they made tra transportation to and from here a whole lot uh, easier. Uh, didn't really take a whole lot of time to get out to the beaches, uh, so definitely grateful for that. And of course, transportation is also an, uh, an add-on for Glossal Gratitude for sharing for picking me up from San Jose, getting us to eat, getting us to, to and from the game, and probably hopefully everyone had, had a good time. So definitely loved my time out here. Thanks y'all for you know for for taking care of me, Juan. Love it, Jared. Well, you're such a a great a gracious person to um, be around and it's a lot of fun and there's a lot of uh, good information. Um, my sister enjoyed your company as well. And along the lines of the tickets, I've got a couple of glasses. I really appreciated our front office. Um, we have an angel in the front office who knew that I needed tickets because we're, there was a bunch of us that were going to be going down there, um, you know, between Tina and her friend and, Luis and your grandpa and Jared, myself, my sis, you know, and a couple more. And, you know, I was able to, I was gifted tickets and you know, I got to thank Justin Dubois for realizing that there were fans headed down that could use a, a ticket or two. Some of the players already have, I mean, some of the fans already have relationships with players and players are given comp tickets, you know, that they can use, you know, the, sometimes they don't. And that's fine too. And then also to Ali um, Caparelli, not only for the gift of the new City of Trees jersey, really appreciate him. You know, he and I go way back. Um, he, we go way back to when I was actually working for the club and he was with uh, Real Monarchs with Mark back then. And I got to be friends with him way back when and just really respected the man and his high standards. So he's you know, when you have a relationship that goes all the way back like that, it's really nice to, to be recognized that way. So I appreciated that. And then, you know, he also helped um, generate a couple extra tickets that we needed for the match yesterday. So just all the way around, it was just a sweet, it was, it was sweet. We got, we felt very well taken care of. You're right, Jared and Luis, we were, we were well taken care of. It was, it was nice. Well, now that we're adding uh, more, actually, I had one more that I was going to add as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, huge colossal gratitude to everyone who tuned in to our Instagram live and also to Sharon for actually letting us use her phone, uh, which made the transmission of that uh, live actually be pretty smooth. There was no lag at all and all was good and people were leaving comments there and we were seeing you know, just a lot of people joined in too. We even had Hayden Sarges joined there for, for a little bit, which was really awesome. And we hope to see him in Sacramento when uh, Lou Don comes to town. But you know, it was just a really great experience. And we might be doing more of those uh, maybe as, as we are at other games because uh, I'm enjoying Instagram live. I think it's much better than uh, trying to do StreamYard uh, day of the match and then everything just like slowing down. So I might be doing it from my phone as well if it's not too laggy. So 
might be testing some of that out, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, because you can actually bring people into your Instagram live. You can invite them in, you know, as as they mm-hmm. join, they can ask to be part of the show. And so you can you can add. I don't know what the total number is, but you're right. But uh, the funniest thing happened when Luis was uh, using my phone. I think he forgot he was using my phone. And he asks me, he looks at me and he goes, well, have they posted the lineup yet? And it's like, Luis, you're using my phone. I cannot check that yet. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I was expecting you to like already look at have my it. phone. <laughs> oh, uh, it's Ryan, great. our drum, our uh, capo, who uh, led the cheers yesterday. Little Rai Rai, Chris and Michael's kid. Got to give him a shout out. Come on, Luis, can't forget Rai Rai. That's true. Yeah, we we, yeah. we had the drummer there, and you know, one thing that I was gonna say too is that. Did Monterey have any drummers? Because I feel like the only drummer in the stadium was was him. <laughs> uh, they, they did, they did, but it was just so far away, and they they we didn't really hear him that often. But but Rye, I mean, he was he was awesome. He kept everybody in beat. Yeah, he even spotted spotted some uh, good times for certain uh, chants and everything like that. So I definitely say he's got he's got. Uh, He's got future potential as far as uh, capo duties. So keep an eye on him. He, he's doing excellent. Plus, this is his birthday, so the club's got to deliver a birthday win. That's what we do this year. So mm. once again, yeah. once again, happy birthday, Rye. You, you got us a win. Yeah, that, that was good. Definitely happy birthday to him. And it's great, right? We need TBB to continue on and the numbers to continue to grow. And not only that, right, but uh, actual members who can actually do uh, – you know, play the drums and 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 the trumpet. As you know, they're still probably looking for someone to to do that. And it, we need more of that too, because some of us aren't musically gifted, and so we need those musicians out there. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that about wraps it up too. It's been really great. We really enjoyed the match, and onwards on to the next match and and the next match that we're going to be at which is going to be until july 16th but all three of us will be there as well um we're really thankful for everyone again for listening to the show for watching our live shows uh thank you so much for your support we really appreciate that uh we will be next uh, recording our next podcast sometime next weekend to talk about this friday's game which sounds kind of weird that i'm even saying friday because we normally don't play on a Friday. I can't even remember when the last time was that we even played, if any, on a Friday. <laughs> but uh, we'll be giving our, our takes on that game uh, as well. So Sharon, Jared, thank you so much for being on. Sharon, I'll let you get some sleep. You've been out uh, driving all day and you definitely, I'm sure, are in need of sleep. And then Jared, take care over there. Safe flight. I can't wait to see you back at home over there. and. Hopefully that mic set uh, works for you so you can also have a mic and join our little mic group here that we have, Sharon and I. So, <laughs> uh, Absolutely. Besides, it's probably about time get, getting home, get, getting a little warm, and uh, getting ready to pack up for flying back to Arizona tomorrow. But uh, until then, uh, good night from Monterey. All right. And good night from Oak Grove. Thanks for listening, and thanks, Luis, for always being the backbone of this podcast. Awesome. Thank you. Good night, everyone, from Modesto. Cue the music. Okay. Uh, You're fine, Jared.
Oh, we can hear oh, seagulls. We can hear seagull, yeah. Oh. That's so people know that we're not lying. He's actually still in Monterey, right? He's st- oh, look at that view. Oh, oh, oh wow. bite That's me, Jared. Great view. Oh. <laughs> Hopefully it won't be too much distraction audio-wise. Oh, it looks Oh, great. no, it, it's good. No, we need more distractions like that, too. Yeah. Especially I mean, in this hot climate over here. Right. We'll mute. We'll, we'll, I, I've been taking turns putting my mute on. Um, so we can just mute when we're not talking. So go ahead, Luis, and get us going on the goals or whatever. You know, the fact that, as Jared said, we did all the work. <laughs> 15 games played out of the 15, eight matches won, four tied, six lost. Or, or I'm looking at the bottom one. Hold on. I need to, I need to put my cursor there. All right. <laughs> I was like, wait, we don't have six matches. Also, All right. Let me scratch that. So I didn't even remember yesterday. It wasn't like yesterday. I was like, please, Did you please get bird get this. poop on your hat, Jared. Is that bird poop? I'm, I'm trying to see what it is, but it looks like it might just be powder. Or, okay, or it's not so. It's gone. But, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Louis. Sorry, that's an edit. It's a blooper. Actually, that's actually a really good blooper. <laughs> that's not going to happen often. So that's that's a blooper. Wait, right wait. There. When you have a, a, a video camera uh, in your phone, sometimes you do have to use it as a mirror. So. <laughs> 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 uh, okay, only so, in Monterey, right? Arizona, he's never going to have bird poop or, or yeah. potential bird poop. So, so Jared, notice how I kind of interrupted Luis's uh, gloating moment by pointing out the bird poop on your hat. So I think that was appropriate. Okay, oh, moving on. I see what oh. happened. Oh, I see what happened. All right. Either way, this is going to the blooper, so people people aren't even going to hear that till the end, and so it's going to sound like I actually gloated and interrupted. So all good. Great. Great. <laughs> Blooper involving a bird pooper. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And, and our resident, never mind, oh. leader of points of whatever. All right, hold on. Let me, I don't want a random laugh to be there because then they're going to be, oh, that's, that's a maniac laugh just because you got a point. Make sure you get Okay, that's even made funnier because Jared did robot voice on that. Oh no, Jared, it's Elsa. No, Elsa (laughs) is on Jared. That was really funny. Oh man. Is CHX 1138 in the building now? Oh, great. Oh, now you're good. Now you're good. It was just in that that precise moment that Elsa was like, I need to make an appearance. Dude, he's going to leave it in. And when we listen back at the podcast, you, you got to listen to it because it doesn't sound like you. <laughs> uh. It happens to all of us. It happens to all of us, Jared. <laughs> all right. <laughs> and well, plus, you're, you're in a cold environment, too. So I think it makes sense why Elsa would be there right now. It's probably foggy, too. 